0: And welcome back to How to Save the Planet. I'm Louisa,
1: and I'm Finn. Finn, how you doing? Thank you. I am doing all right. How are you?
0: Uh, I am good. Yep. Yeah. Um, I my biggest news of the week is that tomorrow I'm going to go and do a trapeze class.
1: That is solid news.
0: I think I'm already regretting it slightly <laughs> though because it's in my like it's in this park next to me, and I kind of got signed up to it in a moment of enthusiasm and now I'm like wait I have to like fall quite a long way onto like the safety mat and I'm scared
1: it's an understandable fear it's quite natural
0: I'll report back and if it's as because it also I'm like it might be like the most fun thing ever so I'll report back and if it is then um get on board go do some trapezing
1: you know what I might actually this maybe this is like a threshold moment for me where I actually properly consider doing the trapeze class that I've always walked past and sort of gaped at briefly. Um, Yeah, definitely report back. I
0: will do. Yeah. Next episode of the podcast is just going to be me talking about uh, uh, what what a beginner trapeze lesson is like.
1: Viral content there.
0: This obviously ties in a bit to what we're talking about today, because I think if we've learned anything over the last year, it's that being able to go outside and having access to like parks and green space and uh, gardens for those of us lucky enough to have them uh, is wildly important Mm. we had some research last year that showed that the access to green space across the country is wildly unequal Um, and one in five people in england struggle to actually access kind of quality green space and 42 percent of black and brown communities live in the most green deprived neighborhoods in the country an earlier report from natural england actually said that uh, black and brown people make up just one percent of visitors to uk national parks Um, and there's a lot of Structural and systematic uh, reasons for that. In short, access to green space um, is one of the many things in England um, and the UK, which is really unequal um, and really kind of needs to be addressed and has real world kind of health and well being impacts on the community's most Uh, most impacted by that. So over a couple of upcoming episodes we kind of want to explore this and what can be done and we're going to be speaking to some organizations and people currently challenging that status quo in various ways. So today we're speaking to Rianne Fatanikan who in 2019 set up this small work walking group Black Girls Hike um, which now has hundreds of members who meet for hikes kind of up and down the country as well as doing other uh, outdoor activities together.
1: Before we get to Rianne though a little update. So on Monday, the 5th of July, the controversial policing bill went to its third reading in Parliament. Uh, it was unfortunately voted through. It's not the end, though. The bill still has to go through the House of Lords where it can be scrutinized. There's mounting pressure against against this bill and mounting criticism of it, including from many MPs across parties. And we actually remain confident that by keeping up the pressure significant changes can be made to it we did a podcast on it i think it was sometime in june and i dare say it probably has more insight on what the policing bill is uh than my than my ramble here um but it, yeah it's it's called what's wrong with the policing bill um and In it, we chat to Maddie Mitchell, who's a Roma campaigner. So definitely a great place to go if you want to get clued up on why this bill is really, really dangerous and really, really needs to be fought.
0: The policing bill stuff's really interesting because, yeah, I know that a lot of people who are following that feel really disheartened by it passing through Parliament. But... Uh, definitely kind of looking at the opportunities for it to be properly like challenged in the lords I feel like a little bit more hopeful than I did when I first read that news definitely
1: yeah yeah me too absolutely yeah hearing it passed I I was that was my first reaction I was disheartened including my own group that I'm active in but yeah it, it was good to hear sort of more sort of expert views on it from our, our, our politics team here who are really up on how you can how you can sway these things
0: yeah, it's good having some experts around sometimes. Sometimes it makes things more depressing, but on this one, actually, it really helps.
1: Sometimes it helps. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Would have thought it.
0: Yeah. Well, take it. Um, take whatever hope we can
1: get. Uh, some pretty good news in Wales when the Welsh government announced in June that it was going to put a freeze on all new road building projects. And this is in order to meet its climate obligations. So uh, that's. That's pretty exciting and this sort of policy that we need to see that, that starts to grapple seriously with the climate crisis. We also heard that there's no more open cast coal mining in England. Newcastle City Council rejected an application by Banks Mining to uh, extract a whole bunch of coal from, from a Greenbelt site uh, at the edge of the city. The company Banks Mining confirmed that they're not going to appeal this decision and the the window for them to make an appeal closed, which basically ends open cast coal mining in the country. It's an industry that's been operating decades and decades since the 40s. Uh, it's a massive win for everyone uh, including our you know friends of your local groups that were sort of, that have been active uh, as parts of their community fighting open cast coal mining for for decades
0: that's amazing
1: yeah it's pretty pretty exciting
0: listening to you read this i'm like oh i feel i feel decent we've had some good had some good things go on
1: yeah i mean you know this is this is how you gotta go forward right you gotta you gotta be mindful of of what the challenge is and of, of what we're facing but also you gotta take these wins as sustenance to keep keep yourself going
0: if you've got any good news to share um, or a topic that you'd really like us to explore on the podcast, get in touch you can email podcast at foe.co.uk or you can tweet us at at friends underscore earth um, and if you happen to be listening on iTunes then please rate and review us so that we can uh, get into more people's earholes. holes um, and yeah let's uh, let's let's hear our interview with Rhianne, it was really nice to talk to her Hey Rianne, how are you doing?
2: I'm fine, thank you.
0: Cool, thanks for joining us. Do you want to give us a little bit of an intro to you and Black Girls Hike? So my name's Rianne Fatineken and I
2: am the founder of Black Girls Hike. Black Girls Hike is a non-profit organisation I founded to challenge the lack of representation and inclusion of black women in the outdoors. So it's a safe space for black women to explore and reconnect with nature At the moment, we do nationwide group hikes, training weekends and activity weekends. And the idea was just to kind of like increase the representation and participation of Black people in the outdoors and just encourage people that nature is for everybody and spread that message.
1: What was the inspiration for starting Black Girls Hike?
2: Yeah, so basically, I founded Black Girls Hike to do something more worthwhile with my time. I started, I was starting to get anxious because I kind of had a job that I didn't find very fulfilling, and I used to just kind of go to work, come home, and I never feel like felt like I was doing anything that was really productive. So that was one of the reasons that I created the group. But then the reason why it became Black Girls Hike was because I've always been conscious of entering safe spaces. Um so I worked previously I worked in an office and it can be quite a toxic environment unfortunately you just can't pick your colleagues so sometimes at the weekend you just kind of need that kind of space where you can just be around like-minded people you don't have to kind of like worry about like any microaggressions and it's really important for your mental health that you can kind of just be you sometimes and not have to kind of yeah you're kind of adapting and this call it code switching don't they? Mm. Um, And you forget how easily that you kind of slip into that sometimes, but you never have to do that at Black Girls Hike. So at Black Girls Hike, I can talk about absolutely anything and not have to contextualize anything. Whereas if I was in an office and for example, I wanted to start talking about hair, I'd have to be kind of like explaining things. You never have to do anything Mm. like that. And it's just so freeing Mm. And and I love it. And I think it's just because I was in that kind of stifling environment for so long that I kind of felt like I needed that outlet.
0: Is that the same sort of feedback you get from kind of group members? Like, yeah, what's the biggest thing that people who have joined Black Girls Hike say about it or kind of take away from it?
2: I think it's just being around people that are like minded that share your experiences so they understand where you're coming from and um, you don't have to kind of like explain anything go through anything that's like traumatic and i think it's just kind of it's that sisterhood because i think as soon as you've come to black girls High, you've got something in common with people instantly it's not just the fact that you're a black woman it's the fact that you've shared all these experiences that they've shared so it just felt really natural to create a safe space for black women where we can just come together and not really worry about feeling othered someone described black girls hikers um putting down your bags after like a long day at work Cause it's kind of like, you just have kind of like get a weight off your shoulders.
0: That's a really lovely description. That's got to be a nice boost as founder to hear that. Like, yeah, nailed it.
1: Why, I I guess you've sort of touched on this already, but uh, why would you say it's important for for black women to have a hiking group then.
2: I think because there's not much representation in the outdoors, so it for a lot of people it can be quite intimidating. So Black Girls Hike kind of gives people the confidence then to enter other spaces. It's a support network more than anything. If you're going into something new, you want to be doing it with, you know, people that are encouraging, people that are like
1: you. Tiny. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Can I just say like off the top how jealous I am of you? Like that's the dream to go and found your own NGO okay. and yeah, to be able to fund be able to fun doing something you love and to be able to completely shape it yourself i'm jealous that's all i just wanted to get that out of the way
2: i do feel really lucky because i spent a lot of years doing like loads of different kinds of jobs like i've worked in recruitment i used to work in the public sector i never really necessarily knew kind of what I really wanted to do but I kind of was always kind of not sure what path I was taking so when I found a black girls hike it kind of just kind of drew on all the different skills that I already had because I was like working with community working with different organizations and working with the black Mm. community so I feel like I just kind of got lucky and now it's like a passion project have you
0: always kind of is hiking always been part of your life have you always had that like drive to be outdoors or is that something you like picked up along the way
2: it's completely new so I only started hiking when I started um when I founded the group actually so basically I kind of had a routine where I was just like going to work coming home I used to do a bit of volunteering but it just wasn't very really fulfilling so the idea behind Batgirls Hike was something a bit more worthwhile for me to do with my time because I was developing anxiety because I kept on thinking that I wasn't doing the making the most of my time I always felt like I was kind of wasting my time and
0: wanted to do something that felt like a bit more positive god I feel that all the time I <laughs> most of my spare time being like I'm not doing enough this is so stressful what's the perfect way to be spending my time I don't know yeah yeah I, I, I did I used to feel like that like
2: if someone had said to me then like what do you do for fun I would have just been like I'm not actually sure like maybe like go carnival once a year might go clubbing like a couple of times but that's not I didn't really have any kind of like real hobbies so so yeah that was the idea behind behind the group and it was just kind of like but I wasn't actually sure how many people would actually get to come to the group I just thought you know what I'm just going to do something different I actually started the group at the beginning of the year so I founded it in January so it's a bit more like a kind of like a new year's resolution as well.
0: So what what was it about hiking that like you latched onto the reason that you focused on that? Is it like a new a new thing to do? So I was actually on the train going through the Peak District and
2: I was just watching like people get on and off and Peak District's beautiful. So it's right on our doorstep. It's obviously it's free to access and I was like, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take up hiking. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. I walk everywhere, I'm gonna be a hiker. And then I I made this little video and I was like taking up hiking this year and tagged it BGH. And then a few days later it just kind of like set up the Instagram and then just ran with it from there.
0: It's amazing how quickly it's grown and like how much clearly like that's resonated with people who want to do the same thing and also feel kind of, yeah, that that draw to want to have a really safe space to be able to explore in. Um that must be I mean, that must just be first of all, like really rewarding to know that like that's the kind of like instinct that you had it resonates with so many people
2: yeah it is it's really rewarding because I never kind of I never envisaged that black girls hike would take off and become the space that it has and I do feel really privileged that I'm able to kind of hold this space for black women
0: what are the things you've most noticed about doing yeah, these hikes regularly and just kind of there's more of a focus on kind of being in outdoor space? How has that impacted you?
2: I think it's my sense of adventure more than anything, because you're always just wondering what else you can do. Like I've just bought an inflatable kayak. And that's like the thing that I'm going to be doing for most of the summer. And I absolutely love it. And I'm constantly like on Google and OS maps looking for like bits of green. I mean, bits of blue spaces so I can take it. So I think it just kind of gives you a lot more motivation to kind of like discover new things and, and think about different ways in that you can connect. I think before I founded Black Girls Hike, I had like no interest in obviously I appreciated nature but I had no real interest in it I didn't know anything about like the environment as such or like anything to do with like conservation so I feel like it makes you kind of forces you to kind of like adopt a bit more of like an environmental stewardship like you feel more conscious Mm. about protecting the spaces that you're recreating in now and I think that's Mm. something that I kind of want to share with other people as well just the importance of you know our connection to the natural world
1: I don't know this is this is sort of a broad question to ask I guess but would you have a rough idea of what the the breakdown of the membership of Black Girls Hike would be in terms of people did have sort of like experience of nature and of hiking before joining the group and those that didn't
2: yeah it's definitely weighted in terms of most people didn't have that much exposure so the majority of people that come to black girls hike have not got any hill walking or mountain walking experience most of them are obviously black they're all from the inner cities so it's about kind of like having that access to green spaces as well you do get Mm. the odd person that you know is from a family where they you know they have grown up in the outdoors you might have got we have we've had one or two people that have already had like outdoor leadership qualifications but that's not something that we've come across very often really most people have just kind of been like inexperienced in the UK because if you think about when people are going back home to their own countries and obviously they're connected to nature there um, Mm. and really we are from nature but it's just kind of the way that the system manifests over here your ties to it are severed unfortunately There's not much representation of Black or Asian people in the outdoors or other minorities. There's a lack of participation as well. So it's about being visible, equipping people with the skills to kind of overcome a lot of the barriers that they're kind of facing to participating in the outdoors. So people ask us all the time, like, what are the barriers to the outdoors? And it's the same for everybody. It's not just a race thing. It's a class thing as well. So it's things like resources, access, time, skills. The idea of what we're trying to overcome that, what we're trying to do with Black Girls Hike is kind of just equip people with the skills.
0: On that note, if there's, if we've got people listening who maybe are, yeah, are Black women who haven't thought kind of about getting out that much or do kind of are facing the, the kind of barriers that make it harder or like less welcoming to be out and about in, in kind of green spaces, what would be your sort of what Would you say to them, and how do they get in touch with you to join Black Girls Hike if they want to?
2: Well, I would say that the easiest thing to do if you are a bit apprehensive about going in the outdoors is to join a community because it is kind of like a really uplifting, supportive space, and you don't have to worry about kind of like planning your own routes or anything like that. So it takes a lot of the stress out of your hands. And then you've got like a group of women that are your cheerleaders all the time. So if you wanted to join Black Girls Hike, you can go on our website, which is www www.bghuk.com or our main platform is our instagram which is bgh underscore uk so you can also join our facebook group at the moment our facebook group has got over five thousand members and one of our members created a directory in there so during lockdown it meant that people could still connect you basically just put your name and your location in and at the moment we have like We've got so many groups that are like popping up through the Facebook group. So we have like hundreds of women that are meeting up every weekend just by using that directory in there.
0: Amazing. And and speaking of lockdown, how has that impacted kind of your ability to be getting out and about? Like, obviously, a lot of us have found ourselves. I mean, I definitely have. Like I used to I live in London and used to be able to make sure I'd get out at least kind of once a month to do like a proper Hike, and it's something that I've really noticed not being able to do, not being able to catch trains and stuff over lockdown. That it's
2: we so in some of the tiers we have still been able to get out and about, but I think out, out of lockdown, like our popularity just grew because I think because all you could really do was go walk it. And So many people took up walking, and then heard about the group during lockdown. That by the end of lockdown, I felt like under pressure to get like loads of new leaders because we needed people because there we was so much demand and um, so I think that lockdown did have a positive impact on the group because I I think it kind of people are like a bit more conscious of taking care of the well-being and the mental health because we've lived during the pandemic and I think that being out in nature has been a lifeline for a lot of people and they might not have realized how important it was before so I think lockdown has had to actually did have a positive impact on
1: the group. You mentioned uh, leaders there Rhianne. um mm-hmm. and it was it was one thing I was I was thinking of asking it. anyway, actually, because you also made It sounded like it, from your previous comment, like there might be hundreds of groups now sprung up or hundreds of potential groups, which is
2: hundreds of potential groups. So so basically, yeah, so basically in the Facebook group, it's, it's mainly the Londoners. So, you know, the Londoners are like, oh, we live in the north, we live in the south. So they've all set up like their own like different offshoots. So they meet mm. up in their own areas. And then we have people doing that all over the country, just meeting up in like small groups in their own areas. But then we've also got like official leaders who are going through our training program at the moment. And we've got those all over the country as well. So at the moment, we've got almost 20 official leaders. And it did obviously started off with just me. So I'm really proud of that because it was up until last year, we only had three leaders. And then all the new leaders have come like during lockdown and since the beginning well since we're coming Amazing. out of lockdown yeah we've just um, <laughs> held a skills weekend in the lake district um last weekend we was at yha coniston so because we're working with mountain training now to get people trained up we had about eight of our leaders go through a mountain skills course and that's just to give them a bit more obviously knowledge and help them be more safe on the hills when they're leading the group
0: what makes kind of a perfect day out for you what what do you look for for like your like dream hike dream nature day
2: Ooh, my dream nature day. So I actually had one, a few, a few. So when we was in the Lake District, I had like the perfect adventure day. Took my kayak down to Coniston Lake and paddled there for like an hour or two. Then we went in the cafe and um, had some cake and, and tea. And then we went back to where our hostel was and then went for like a walk exploring the area. We walked up to like this reservoir called Leaver's Water. And then we came back down and then we all like had like a dinner together. And then we went for a wild dip in this waterfall Um, And that was like the perfect adventure day because it was just like, it was just perfect. I couldn't get any better, actually. That's a pretty
1: solid adventure day. It
2: it was (laughs) pretty, pretty solid.
0: As you're kind of like a relatively new or you were relatively new to hiking when you started, what, what key lessons did you learn? Any mistakes you made or things that you would like say to people who might be thinking about getting in but don't know like don't know the basics. So I would always say kind of like either join a community
2: or maybe like do a little navigation course if you're gonna be taking yourself out or leading other people. Um make sure you get a waterproof jacket that's got like the helmet compatible because if you're black and you've got all different hairstyles and it starts raining and your hood just kind of like at the top of your forehead it's just pressure so i always make sure that you need you need to make sure that you get a decent hood and what else waterproof shoes because honestly if you're walking around in and in with a wet foot it's it's, it's, the worst. it's horrible
1: it's one of the worst feelings there is
2: one thing that i also say which isn't really a kit suggestion is kind of like just make sure you're always having fun so i know that there's like a lot of terminology that we use towards the outdoors where it's like challenge and endurance and it doesn't have to be about that adventure doesn't have to be about like doing like a hundred miles in two days and like having like horrendous blisters on your feet so I feel like I am I'm always conscious that I never really go out of my comfort zone that that much and like I know my limits so once I did a 20 mile walk and then a wild camp and I was like yeah my limit is definitely like 15 miles
0: and not a camp Mm. at the end (laughs) what's next for black girls hike and yeah where 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 are you going what are your Mm. What are your plans for this year? What's next?
2: So for this year, we are gonna be doing some more weekenders. So we're gonna we do fun weekenders and training weekenders now. So we just did one in Devon that was a fun weekender where we had like people hiking, kayaking, paddleboarding. We had like a private chef, we did a barbecue and we like hired out a YHA for the weekend and then then we also did the one that for our leaders as well so we're basically trying to recruit as many leaders as we can and then just kind of like work on our partnership so we've got a business development manager at the moment and she's kind of like helping
0: us basically grow amazing um well thank you so much rianne it's been really really lovely to chat oh thank you for having me yeah
1: thanks Mm rianne